Hello, this is Laura Camacho, the communication coach at Mixonian Institute, and welcome to the Speak Up podcast, the podcast of Mixonian Institute, which is all about conversations. And today I have a friend and certified extrovert. Her name is Sandy Quinque, which means five in Latin and Italian. It sounds very ooh la la to me. And Sandy lives in the Charleston area, and she is the founder of The Golden Ride. And when I tell you what this company is about, you're going to be so happy to know this exists, as I am, because my mother has just moved to Charleston, as retired people tend to do, but my mom has just turned 80, and her days of driving are not infinite as she thinks they are. And what Sandy's company does, the Golden Ride, is provide transportation, kind of, it seems like a taxi service for uh, senior citizens. So Sandy, why don't you tell us just a, a teeny bit about that, if you want to elaborate and, and introduce yourself to our audience. Sure, sure. Well, Laura, thank you for having me. Uh, just one little note that the company name is actually a golden ride. <laughs> oh, not the golden ride. Okay. Uh, just, uh, I say that just because uh, all of my website and all that kind of follows that in case anybody's interested. You know, it's kind of interesting because, you know, my whole career, as you mentioned, is, has been in uh, kind of the business development um, side of things. And just to tell you a little bit about how I thought of this business was my own parents and mm -hmm. my mother is fiercely independent and mm -hmm. saw the decline as she was not able to drive. And then as I kind of, you know, did a business plan and looked at everything, just realized what a huge need it is for everybody in this whole country. And it's yes, really the, um, more of a problem. And I think we need to come up with more solutions. And I know mm -hmm. there's a lot of companies trying to do that. So I'm trying to do my part. With that. Okay, well, that's excellent. Well, I think of you, I, you know, we, we've met in person and you're a lot of fun to talk to. It's really hard to imagine you not ever having a struggle or a conversation not go well, but tell us if you have and what was that like? Well, you know, I, I think uh, one of, you know, some of the training I've had over the years is, you know, really trying to adapt to the type of people that I'm dealing with. Yes. Uh, you know, whether it's a personal relationship or whether it's a business relationship. Okay. Kind of reading that. And if a conversation hasn't gone well, I just try to spin it in such a way that um, it's not argumentative and it's mm -hmm. more of a, a, a meeting ground. <laughs> I right. think that's all about life and compromise. Right. Yeah, so that's that would be, you know, I've had many of those over the years. <laughs> but how do you do that? How do you switch a conversation that's not going the right way? Because well, don't you think emotions get involved and people get like their, their be their, they get their hackles up, as my grandmother would say. Yeah, yeah, no, um, for sure. So I think uh, you have to be very intentional about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think again, preparation, whether you're going oh, to, yes. to, you know, your husband or your work colleague, you know, preparing, um, you know, mentally, uh, physically with notes, whatever, whatever that is mm -hmm. to go into that with preparation mm -hmm. and, you know, not 
to have expectations, but not expectations that are your point of view only. <laughs> Correct. Well, I would say expectations with flexibility, but I do think that people in bad communication tend not to take the time to get really clear on what their desired outcome is, just, you know, the being proactive part. So I think uh, taking time to do that and everybody's so overwhelmed. And I, you know, I think I perceive a general decline in our quality and quantity of conversations, but no fear. We're going to make it better. Yes. So thank, <laughs> thank you for that. So yes, being, getting prepared and, and being willing to just pivot the conversation to look for the common ground when things are going a little bit south. So why don't you uh, tell us about a time when uh, some conversation happened to change your mind on something? Yeah, so um, not so much a conversation, but more of um, change my mind on the direction I was going. Okay, um, how did that happen? Yeah, so... Um, I was actually working for a firm here in town and it, it's my recent transition actually. Mm -hmm. um, so I had had the idea for my company, a golden ride uh, a couple years ago and uh, kind of uh, had this opportunity to work for a local firm here and it kind of was at a crossroads of what to do. And I decided to, to work for them. And then um, fast forward a couple years later, uh, I just had a change of heart was at a, a point in my life that being in business development, uh, promoting services and products for companies my whole career, uh, this was just something that I felt like not only could I do that, but also in, make an impact in the community. Right. And one of the things that kind of stirred me up was I actually had a colleague recommend a book to me called Halftime. Oh. And it's written by Bob Buford. I don't know if I'm saying his last night, last name right, but, um, and it, it's basically a book about, um, you know, we kind of run through our lives in the first half and mm -hmm. you know, we're busy raising our children, doing whatever we do with our careers and et cetera. And it's, it's, you know, you get to a point where, you know, what does that second half look like for you? Right. And, um, it's really been enlightening and kind of pushed me a bit over the edge to kind of, you know, walk away from the firm I was working with because I loved the work mm -hmm. um, and just kind of do something that could make an impact in our society. So that, Good. that is really, that's really wonderful. And, and it's nice to be able to apply what you've been working in in your whole career to this new endeavor. Well, as a person who has built businesses for other people and now you're doing it for yourself, what I would like to know, what are your communication tips as far as like, how do you connect with people and how do you, you know, sell your idea or your product or your service? And like, what, what's your approach to this? The two biggest tips that come to mind for, for me, when I think about communication is, you know, one, I'm going to kind of steal from my husband. He manages a very large team of people across the country. And he's always said to me, <laughs> Over communicate, over communicate, <laughs> and yeah. I just, I, you know, if if people could be really intentional, and it's hard to do. Um, I, I, I fall, you know, prey to not doing it myself, but just to over communicate, 
you, you know, under communicating doesn't really get you anywhere. So over communicating is just going to cover your basis and people feel, um, you know, needed, included, informed, all of the above. So that'd be my first. Mm -hmm. And then the second, um, you know, again, with, with my background is just understanding who you're dealing with. If you're going into, let's say, a meeting with your boss who is, um, you know, very analytical mm -hmm. and you're more of a social person, you know, just understanding whatever you're meeting about, try to match what, what their style is. You know, mm -hmm. if they're analytical, go in with your numbers, go in with your stats. Um, or on the other hand, if you have a boss who's, you know, dominant and, and you're analytical, uh, you'll want to come in with all the numbers and the stats and they want to get to the end results. So just being aware of not only yourself, but those around you. Yes, I, I, I like that, that second tip. I mean, both are good. I think uh, over-communicating leaves less room for misunderstanding and also helps people remember because that's what we learn in, in communication studies and public relations and advertising that people have to hear a message multiple times. And sometimes, they, sometimes they're distracted when you're talking to them or they don't get it in that moment, or they need time to process. So I love that over communication and then really, and synchronizing with your audience. You know, we have different communication styles that are similar to DISC and really, you know, tuning in to, like you said, is the person analytical or not, or, or not. And also, you know, is that person, how are they emotionally? What emotional state are they in in that moment? Because there's nothing so annoying when you've had some bad news or you're irritated and then the person you're talking to is all perky and super optimistic. Right. Slap them, right? <laughs> a, a friend of mine was telling me about a, uh, a call with uh, customer service and the person calling my friend was like, for some reason, I think her dog had just died and she was like, not at her best and plus she had this technical issue and the person she was talking to was just so over the top peppy and she said it was just annoying i just wish he had just toned it down a little bit you know to synchronize a little bit the the emotional state do you have any conversation starters that you tend to use or does it ever happen what happens to us introverts is that sometimes we're in conversations and we can't think of what to say, but I don't know if that ever happens to you. Well, this is something, it's interesting you bring that up because this is something that um, I'm teaching my son as he's getting prepared to go out into the working world. Uh, he's interviewing right now um, for co-op positions. And I told him when he's interviewing, and you can do this you know, with, with whether it's a personal relationship or business, is silence. Silence is okay. <laughs> Very um, true. Yes. You know, and whether it's interviewing or you're in with your boss or even, you know, your spouse or your child, it's okay to take a few moments and think through what was just said and right. kind of just, it's okay for silence for a few minutes. Oh, that is. Let so it be your friend. <laughs> yes. And, and, and silence being comfortable with silence shows confidence and in fact, that's what we teach in executive presence, you know, which is what the C-suite or people wanting to be boardroom ready are concerned with is that presence. And it's all about being uh, comfortable with being silent. Silence is okay, very well stated and a lot of truth in those three words. 
Well, thank you so much for sharing your time and expertise with us. Now, how can people get a hold of you and also answer, like, if they're not in Charleston, is there any hope for a golden ride coming to a, a cities in the Southeast or elsewhere? So um, best place to reach me is on my website. All the contact information is out there. It's www.agoldenride.com. Okay. Uh, my contact numbers, all that is out there. Um, you can even inquire of our services right on the website. Um, again, we're a senior-based transportation. We're dedicated to uh, getting seniors to where they need to be, veterans and adults with disabilities. So um, your second half of your question is interesting. <laughs> I, um, the, the short answer is um, no, we're just here right now. Okay. Uh, Carolina. Um, we are licensed for the whole state. However, I do have visions of seeing this in every city. Um, so I'm, ho I'm hopeful to be part of that as it grows. Uh, because again, we, <laughs> we have a, a bit of a, a tsunami coming our way with, with the seniors. And absolutely. And it's something that you don't think about it until your mother moves in and you see that, oh, mother, how did you get that scratch on your door that wasn't there yesterday? <laughs> oh, well, you know, coming into the garage, so little, get little flags and, you know, what are the alternatives? And we know our seniors want to remain independent. And I think it was you who told me that, uh, that for senior citizens to age well, they need to have that sense of agency and being able to make decisions and be able to move themselves around. Yeah, believe it or not, the New York Times uh, actually wrote an article stating that loneliness and isolation is going to be more of a, uh, a problem in our society than, than smoking and drinking. What? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Well, that is that's a sad thing to, to hear. Well, thank you so much. I know our audience will enjoy hearing your tips and maybe look up a golden ride and we'll catch everybody on the next episode. Thank you, Laura.